You know, I get a lot of stuff that crosses my desk, and when I get stuff that piques my interest, because it's probably got a goofy headline with it, and this is one, and it said, a perfect storm for increased insect pressure in corn this year, and followed up by saying the combination of the mild winter and spring windstorms, talking about the fact that we were getting a lot of weather blowing up from down south, and uh, along with it came a lot of insects. So whenever it has anything to do with that sort of stuff, I call my buddy Greg Canabular at GNK Concepts to talk about it. And Greg, does any of that resonate? Because we really did have kind of an awkward sort of spring. You know, we had that 10 days or so when it was unseasonably warm right at the beginning. Then it turned off cold and got wet and guys couldn't get in the field. But that push of weather from down south, did that actually bring with it a lot of insects that we need to be paying attention to? It did, and it's good to be back here with you, Rob. But uh, I don't even know what normal is anymore. I'm not sure what <laughs> right. categorizes normal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But every everybody says I've never seen this and never seen that, and never is a long time. But I don't even know what's typical anymore. You just kind of go with the flow and make good decisions with the information you have, and that's all we try to do. You're right. A lot of weather patterns this spring. I mean, good grief. Our planting spring lasted about seven weeks long from yeah. start to finish because all this funky weather. But along with that, a lot of our insect pressure does get carried up on weather fronts, particularly out of the south. And we did have a lot of variability. We had a lot of windy days and a lot of southerly wind flow. Yeah. And with that carries in certain pests like black cutworm, which I assume you're going to ask me about. Well, black cutworm and also corn rootworm, but they were talking about both of those uh, blowing up from the south. And and I, and I know that, that you have always participated with Purdue in uh, putting the insect traps out. So did we get that kind of pressure? So a couple things at play here. First, black cutworm, which I would start with. So we are a trapping site for Purdue. We've done that for years. We're just one of several across the state. And it's a good lead indicator as to what your pressures might be. But I would say going back several weeks ago, we had some really high numbers of black cutworm. That's generally the first thing we trap for. And our trap counts in a typical year, whatever normal even is, but a typical year, we might have four, five, or six moths in our trap in a week. And this year, we had 50, 60, Whoa. 70 Whoa. in a week. Oh, wow. I mean, you had to sit there and count those little devils out. <laughs> so there was uh, some really exponential counts. So we alerted our guys back probably six weeks ago now that, hey, we're seeing counts, be aware. Now, fortunately, it really wasn't a problem, even though the moth counts were so high. There were potentially some isolated field problems, but widespread, it really wasn't a problem. A lot of that is because of the dry spring we've really had, and that really slows them down. And those larvae don't like daylight. They only feed at night. They stay in the soil, you know, during daylight hours. And so when soils get dry and they dry out and they get hard, they basically have a tough time maneuvering and that in itself actually helps to control populations. I hate to say it, but I mean, that's a good thing. But there, there may have been an isolated field here and there, maybe a weedy field or a cover crop field that, that was a host for them that had higher pressures. But the bottom line is a widespread issue. It really wasn't. And so that's a good thing. But, mm -hmm. this, but the numbers sure started out really, really high. Yeah. Probably one of the probably one of the top two or three highest counts we've ever seen in a spring, wow. at least 
at least in the northern part of the state. Okay, so at this point, uh, uh, anything else on your radar? I mean, it sounds like we uh, kind of uh, dodged a bullet on that one, but, uh, you know, we're a long ways away from uh, getting into the heart of the season when we typically see bait beetles and stink bugs and stuff like that. So anything indicating on your radar right now? Yeah, so I would allude to a couple things. So, yeah, we kind of dodge a bullet on cutworms. Their life cycle is pretty much over now. So it's almost not even an issue any longer. The next thing to be aware of and that has um, potentially high numbers is two things, army worm and western bean cutworm. So army worms are trapped every week, all year, more or less. And the counts in the northern two-thirds of the state have been rather high. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say they're the highest I've ever seen, but they are notably high. So I would be aware of army worms. And so what they will do is they will host on the, the two host crops they generally go after are wheat and corn. So wheat fields and corn fields potentially could have some army worm uh, pressure. Fortunately, we have not seen an issue yet, but we're kind of in that sweet spot right now where they could start transitioning. I mean, they've already hosted laid eggs. Those eggs should have be hatching by now. And so it's kind of at the front end of the season. Um, like I said, we haven't seen a problem yet, but it could be something to be aware of. So if you didn't include insecticide on your wheat uh, fungicide passes, that could be a hot spot yet. And as corn grows along here, we've seen problems in corn. I mean, I've seen army worms literally almost wipe out a field of corn many times before. So, I mean, I'm just saying be aware of it. I don't think it's something you got to lose sleep over, but the risk is apparent. And so that's something I'd keep in mind. Are you saying that uh, now is a time that we should be out there scouting? If I was going to scout something first, a good telltale is wheat. If you have wheat, you can go out in your wheat fields and you can rake the straw together. And if they're on the plants, it knocks them to the ground and you can see them on the ground. If you see them in wheat fields, then adjacent corn fields could be the next at risk. If you don't have a wheat field, then just casually pay attention to your corn fields, particularly along ditches and grass areas as well where they'll tend to start. But again, we have not seen a problem, so don't get me wrong, I'm not alarmed. I just look at moth counts from traps and it tells me that, hey, I would at least keep it in the back of my mind, I don't rule it out. The next, the next pest I mentioned was Western bean cutworm. Literally, we just started trapping for those this week. This is our first week of traps. And we will trap those for the next, uh, actually into August, we'll trap for Western bean cutworm. And those infest corn. Um, again, it's a moth. They will get carried up here on weather fronts. Look for host crops. The pest they, they like the most is corn. They'll lay eggs on corn plants and then they'll uh, pupate and then the larvae are pretty damaging to corn. So that's something that it's kind of time will tell. We just started. I, I have no lead indicator yet as to what that might be, but that's something in the next two or three weeks to be aware of just where numbers might be. And though those really don't hurt us until late in the season, that's mm. po pollination time and yeah. after, but they move in now. So and they move in with weather fronts. So, you know, we've got some really goofy weather going on and we got some goofy weather that's not happening that we need to happen to. Yeah. So <laughs> Well, it's, we've it's, got 
We've got this big high-pressure uh, trough that is uh, through the uh, middle part of Canada and is pushing down and not allowing for some of that moisture to come up from out of the south. So, you know, maybe a maybe a good thing, I guess, in some regards. Well, listen, we're uh, we're kind of running out of time. Is there uh, anything else you want guys to keep uh, keep an eye out for? Um, I would say that's probably on the pest side. That that's probably the most important on the. On the field management side, I would probably just end with this. You know, we we just come off of three pretty solid weeks of dry weather and some pretty key times where the crop was planted and then sprayed. And so we are seeing a lot of herbicide breaks because we haven't had enough moisture to activate a lot of chemistry. So just be aware, particularly in corn, that uh, there's a lot of resprays that ha- that are happening or need to happen because we didn't get some activation on, on chemistry. And I, I would just say, hey, uh, pay attention to what's going on in your field. You have time to rescue that right now. You don't want to find out a month from now that you have a weed problem, because by then it's going to be really tough. So just be aware of that. That's that's all I can say for now, other than we're praying for rain. We're just oh praying for rain. <laughs> yeah, and this little spit we got over the weekend, last weekend, <laughs> uh, it was nice. But uh, nowhere near enough. Greg Kenibular with GNK Concepts. Buddy, we always appreciate having some time with you. So uh, thanks for your time. Sure appreciate it. You bet. Glad to be back. Podcasts by Federated Media.